Alexa, what is the best podcast in the land? Here's pulling back the curtain podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. This podcast is sponsored by Sumato Coffee. Sumato Coffee believes that coffee should be unique and high quality from bean to cup. Beyond that, it starts to become stale. At Sumato Coffee, they're incredibly concerned and transparent about when your coffee is roasted. That's why they put the roast date right on the bag. Pulling Back the Curtain podcast listeners receive a 20% discount off their order by using promo code BALLERSCOFFEE. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit them at sumatocoffee.com. That's S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. What's happening, people, and what you know good? We'd like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with the rawest opinion while giving you the straight-up facts. No fake news here. I'm Jules. I'm Press. We give sight to the blind, ladies and gentlemen. On today's show, we pull back the curtain on employers pushing for employees to return back to the office and much, much more. Press, what's popping, baby? Hey, man, I'm good, man. Jules, the foot's feeling better this week, baby. I'm back in the building. Okay, all right. What, what, what all you have to do? Yeah, I know you have to go, you have to, yeah, Portman set up where you have to check out and, you know, to see what's going on, but what, 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 was, what was the issue? Yeah, so they said it wasn't a fracture. They good, said it's just, a, it's just a very bad uh, a bruise. Okay. So it had inflammation in there. And they said basically what they were saying is they said if I wasn't, you know, active and, 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 and in shape, they said it could have been bad for me. But they said uh, it ended up just being a very bad bruise, two to four weeks, just no uh, running on it. Mm. Uh, they put me in the boot, but they gave me some steroids, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm in there, boy. I'm in there. Oh, man. Dude, you're already big now. It's getting some some, some, <laughs> some HGH. <laughs> man. Ooh, man. That's gonna be hey, well, that's cool, man. I'm glad and man, definitely thankful that uh nothing serious, you know, it wasn't nothing serious that it's just a swoon, just a little swelling. So you can, you know, you don't need no surgery or had to be in a cast or anything. So man, thank God. Yeah, man. No, I'm just over here scooting around on in that boot, man. But I'm good, brother. I'm good. <laughs> oh, that's good, man. Hey, did y'all make it up to the lake house this week? Yes, sir. Just get back last night. Uh, got up here last night. Uh, Ooh So yeah, uh, definitely had to do some yard work, but man, <laughs> well, all in due time, man. I'm 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 chilling. So if I get to it, cool. If not, hey, that's cool too. <laughs> now, now let me ask you now, your neighbors are they gonna trip now? If y'all grass a little unruly? Yeah, because uh, actually. It was high, man, last month, but one of the neighbors actually came over and cut it for me. So I was very appreciative. <laughs> wow. You know, have y'all looked into uh, maybe seeing if you could have somebody, if you guys maybe don't make it down, maybe in a couple weeks, maybe you pay somebody to come and, and, and take care of it for you? Yeah. So actually, one of the neighbors uh, had two two sons, and mm-hmm. uh, they was they was telling me that, you know, they, you know, they can knock it out for us if, you know, just for you know, a couple bucks. So. Well, so we might take them up on that. I would because then ain't the point of you going up there to relax. I'm sure. Yes, sir. Hey, press. Press. Hey, exactly. <laughs> exactly, man. <laughs> so, yeah. So we 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 might look into that. Like, hey, man, give you 20, 20 bucks, man. Just take care of it front and back. And like, I say, we come down here, ain't nothing to do. Just sit on my ass and like, saying, get fat. No, I, audience. 
I still ain't been out there yet to the lake house, so I can't report on it yet. But I got asked, Jules, did you get the grill set up out there? Yes, yes, sir. It's it's set up. It's set up. Yeah. So matter of fact, yeah, if I throw some stuff in one of these days, man. <laughs> okay. So you said you said you're gonna kick back, huh? Oh, bro, man, I have had a vacation since since October, so of last year. So man, I'm just, I'm, man, I'm man, I'm be I'm gonna be lazy. I'm be a lazy. I'm gonna grow a beard. I'm gonna get a pot belly, and I'm just. <laughs> you ain't gonna get no pot belly now, but I love to see you with a beard. <laughs> I'm not gonna wash up or nothing, bro. I'm just... <laughs> he said, "I'm just gonna wallow in my filth." <laughs> Next time I see you, go look like Winnie the Pooh and shit when that motherfucker was getting stuck in the honey jar. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> man, long overdue. Long overdue. So, well, how long are you on vacation for? I go back to it. Well, <laughs> the suck part is prayers. I go back right before Fourth of July. Oh, that's gonna be terrible. Yeah, because <laughs> you know they, because you know they counseling days off. Right. Hell, they counseling days off for uh, Father's Day. Mm, for Father's Day. Yeah, Father's Day slash Juneteenth. They counseling days off that oh. weekend. But I'm still, I'll still be on vacation, so I, I I'm not affected by that. Okay. But Fourth of July, oh yeah. Yeah, I'm be out there looking stupid, man. Wish I was popping fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, I might confiscate some and pop some in the, in the park a lot of the district. <laughs> Listen, I seen I seen cats doing that. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. <laughs> when we was coming up, man, uh, the cops in our neighborhood they used to like they used to take the fireworks, uh-huh. and then you'll find out like the next day they're like, man, new cops that took our stuff, man. They was letting that shit off like behind their district. I was like, man, yeah. Yeah, we can. <laughs> Such is life. Because <laughs> yeah. we ain't going inventory. Supposed to technically supposed to inventory, it, and we have to hand carry it down to to uh, to bomb and arson. But ain't nobody gonna do that. Ain't nobody doing all that. No, nah, might as well. It's easy to just pop them off in the parking lot. <laughs> Y'all put a little show on. But let me let me tell you this part. I, and, and audience, we, this, we definitely are gonna get off on a tangent here because I I, I just got to say this. Okay. I get so annoyed with people. So obviously. We know that every year people are going to let off the fireworks. In mm-hmm. fact, they're going to probably start earlier than usual. And it's probably going to go into August or September. That's just the way it is. That's the new normal. Please, people, stop calling the police, man, with people letting off fireworks. I be having neighbors doing that shit. I mean, you got, you got the cops coming out here. What they going to do? N- nothing. Drive past. Drive past. <laughs> nothing. It's... And in in prayers in Chicago, it's it, it's nothing you can do, man. It, it yeah, that that's a good point there. It's I mean, you calling because they pop fireworks. Good luck. Good luck. It's so much stuff going on. We're not even going to that really. Y- y'all ain't checking for that. No, we ain't checking for that. It's 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 everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm glad y'all got a chance to get out there, man, and, and kind of kick back, get off the grid uh, for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Excuse me in the audience for intruding on, on the vacation, but you know, we want to catch up with you for an hour. You know, the audience, they just they want to hear your voice, Jules. So man, hey, that's what's up. Hey, I got <laughs> hey man, I got a blast, man. So I'm, I'm here, man. Yes, sir. We appreciate you. So without further ado, let's get into it. So our fair father's week comes over from Jacob, and he wanted to know fair file on Antonio Brown's comments about Colin Kaepernick's mm. charity work. Jules, he had a lot to say, didn't he? Man, a a a b man, ah, my man popping off, man. You call my <laughs> man trash. Listen, I, I don't know how. It, well, first of all, short answer, foul. I don't know how uh, anybody who's who's trying to do something good can for somebody else to talk about 
charity work. I, you know, my man, you know, well, AB, well, how talented, how talented as he is, mm-hmm. my man, the inside is ugly. Yeah, man. The inside is ugly. But listen, if you, you go after a man, his upbringing, and so what? So what he wasn't born in the hood or had one, you know, the one uh, parent or survived. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Their brother out there trying to do something, something to better, to, 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 to have information out there, to give money to different charities so, so kids can have a better future, a hand out or a head start or something. He's doing something. I didn't even look what AB doing, but I mean, what's he doing? <laughs> that was the point I was going to make because I looked it up. <laughs> Okay. okay. He doing a whole lot of nothing but running his goddamn mouth. So it's like, how can you so it's a foul press? How can you how can you how can you call my man trash for you know trying to do something? I mean, come on. Cause I'm okay, yeah, okay, fine. A B, you think that he's a trash quarterback. Some people may say you're a trash human. Exactly. And, right. and me and Jules, we have tried to give you the benefit of the doubt on this show, man. We like, look, man, AB, we hope you find your way. But when I saw this, and I'm like, man, what are you doing out here, bro? You tearing another man down. Mm-hmm. And Jules, I mean, you feel, you pretty much summed it up the best way. Colin Kaepernick's out here trying to make a difference. Instead of poking holes at what he's doing, lend a hand. Yeah, exactly. You know, if I always say like this, Jules, if I think that, man, somebody's doing something, I'm like, man, well, man, I, I think that we can make a bigger impact. Well, why don't you reach out to the person and say, hey, man, well, I'm doing this over here. You're doing it this way over here, man. Why don't we partner and see if we can make our reach bigger and reach more people? Right. But see, that's what AB should be doing. So you you on this podcast talking this shit. Why don't you use that platform to talk about what Colin Kaepernick's doing and maybe even say, well, man, if it were me and if I could work with him, we could do this to make it even go on a bigger level. But you ain't doing that. You, you using that platform to throw this man on the bus because you want to have some clout. And it should make it, and it's people see that. Hope hopefully the majority of the people that 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 listen to it was like, man, come on, man, that's another black man you talking about. Mm-hmm. It's another black man, man. Come on, man. Captain been through enough. He been through a lot, man. And for him to give back, I mean, pretty much that's that's what he, he that's all he have. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I I mean, what else can he do? And Perez, you hit it right on the head, man. If AB would give, hey, you know what, Cap? If to get with him, like Cap, why don't we do it this way? Or right. how about we do this? Or let me get in and help out or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you got so much to say about it, right, Jules? Mm-hmm. I, man, you, you you go after somebody who's trying to do charity work. That's that's pretty low. That's no, pretty low. Because <laughs> when I was looking at Colin Kaepernick on his site for his Know Your Rights camp, the website said he had worked with over fourteen hundred people and organizations across eight cities. So, I mean, it's hard to criticize that because AB, what's, what's your stats looking like? <laughs> right. Him and what? Him, him and Kanye hanging out or something? I mean, what? <laughs> right. Him, him storming off the field, throwing his pads in the stands. Like, and you cool. know, man, you know, man, we gave AB a shot on him, man, but I ain't like what he did. I thought this was real fucked up. And, and when I look at this situation, I'm like, okay, AB over here talking about how this guy didn't grow up in the hood. I am so sick and tired of us looking down on, on each other because one person maybe didn't struggle as hard as you struggle. Right. Why do you want that for us? Well, yeah, right. I mean, what does it, what does it mean? <laughs> this ain't no contest of who had it the hardest. We should want us all to be ri- rising above that shit. But just because I, I see a brother and I'm like, oh, well, he grew up in the suburbs. So what? Good for him. Right. Hey, I mean, hey, right. <laughs> 
But if he's still out here trying to make a difference, then cool, let's go. Right. Then what's I my never excuse? understood that. I never understood that, Jules. Well, it, it, it should be a slap in the face to AB. If AB, if you're from the hood not doing nothing, then you mm. get somebody outside, then what, then what you doing? Mm. If he's outside supporting, supposed the neighborhoods you, you know, was brought up in, well, what's your excuse? Ooh, let's see, Jules, you just hit on something now. Because that was the first thing that AB wanted to talk about. He talked about how he's from Liberty City, which is one of the most dangerous neighborhoods probably in, in the country down okay. there in Miami. And he talking about how he built different than Colin. Yeah, you might be built different than Colin, but at the same time, Colin the one that's putting in work. What you doing in Liberty City? Mm. Uh, maybe. And you definitely not setting an example for them kids in Liberty City. No, no, Prince storm storming off the game like that. You just threw away your career. Yeah, you just threw it away. Tom Brady gave you a fucking life jacket, my guy. Yeah. This this is the thing. Okay. The shit he did at Pittsburgh, I gave him a pass. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, whatever. He go to the Oakland, Ra- the Raiders, do that nonsense there. I'm like, eh, I don't know what that was about. Right. It was right. <laughs> <laughs> he last he last one month there, man. No. Then you go to the Patriots, and because of all the bullshit that was going on in your personal life, they're like, no, we ain't dealing with that here. Tom Brady, when he goes to Tampa Bay, bro, still tries to put you on. And then what you do to Tom? You throw him under the bus. Shit, like, didn't he uh, didn't he bring him to his home? Yeah, have him stay stand with him. Come on, man. Then I'm sorry, man, but I, I all this I just gotta see it, man. How many chances can you give somebody? Yeah, yeah. Now I'm all about man, people making mistakes. Ain't none of us perfect, but AB, come on, bro. Don't get on new podcast talking shit about somebody else, man. Listen, what do we always say about people that live in glass houses, bro? Mm, yeah. Come on now, AB. Stop playing, stop fronting. Stop fronting, man. Because Jules and I, man, we're going to hold your ass accountable, man, because I ain't like that. I thought that was some clown-ass shit you did, bro. It's clown. You better than that, bro. Yeah. Maybe you're not. I don't know. Or, or right. It's clown shit, man. We don't have time for that, man, as a, as a culture, bro. How are we always the ones over here talking about some, we don't work together, we don't stick together? Well, we don't because we too busy hating on what the other person doing. Mm-hmm. That's sad, man. We need to get out of that slave mentality as a people. That crab in the barrel mentality. Jules, man, I swear to God, man, if I see another brother out there doing something, I'm like, man, listen, have you ever thought about it this way? Oh, shit. I ain't, hey, what, what, what's your organization do? How can I help? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we too busy because we probably feel some kind of way because, well, this person doing something and I ain't doing nothing, so I'm going to hate on them. I'm going to poke holes in it. That's just weak, bro. That's weak. That's slave mentality. See, we no, never right. go. We never going to get anywhere as a race, as a people, or as a people, until we look within and figure out what the problem is. Why are we so worried about what this other person over here doing? And it, it ain't even about this Antonio Brown situation, Jules. Our fucking children are not getting quality education out here, and I'm not just talking about the ones that are in your household, the ones in our communities, the children that are in the communities that I grew up in, don't have access to to quality education. The next mailback question is coming over about how they're eliminating the free lunch program. Damn. So I'm going to get fired up on this show because this situation with AB, it just speaks to a a deeper problem that's happening in our culture, man. We got to stop doing that shit, man, because other cultures, they work together. We don't. We got to stop it. Wow. Prez, I mean, (laughs) 
So you might as well, you might as well keep rolling, man. But that, that, them free lunches came from during the Black Panther era. That's right. So, That's right. I mean, like, <laughs> hey, man, you, you talking good, man. I'm sitting there just listening to you. So the, the next mailback question comes up from Jamie from Chicago's Bronzeville. And what she wanted to know is, why is the free lunch free lunch program ending? How do we ensure that these children get access to lunch going forward? I don't know what happened, Perez. The government put out $29, million, uh, 29 billion for a nutrition program for kids, but they forgot about the 11 billion they need for the lunch program. I, I, I don't know what, I don't know what happened. How do you, how do you skip that? Um, unfortunately, a lot of students, a lot of kids who's coming up in the, in the city and, and uh, especially look forward to going to school because of free lunch. Breath is awesome. And To hear that they they stopping the free lunch program, it's 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 very alarming and it's and it's messed up because it's like what, so it just speaks to a bigger bigger issue of what you say, press and I hope they don't. I hope I hope there's some change to this. I hope there you know somebody will look at this and say, hey, you know what, we can't allow this, and somebody step up to the plate and say, let's do something about it. Let's get the let's get the money. Let's get the backing. Let's get some investors or whatever the case may be, whatever it is, you get it done and and let's feed these children because to go to to go to school and to not eat, or I'm, I'm pretty sure what, what you have to now that it's on the parents or whatever to have, make sure to provide the kids with food. And you look at, well, you know, what if the parent there, what if that that household's having hardship and the food is scarce and you know. You're not getting the right nutrients, nutrition, and and and, and it affects you. It affects that student. You know, you're not thinking, you're not prepared, you're not concentrating because all you can think about is food, and you know. So it's 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 bad, Prince. I I, I don't know how to, I don't know how they dropped the ball on this one. Well, it's our government, man. Drew. Yeah, so we, I, well, we talk about it all the time. It's, I mean, because yeah. this is on Congress, man, because they failed to extend the uh, school meal vouchers mm -hmm. and the waivers, right? And that's expiring here in a couple of weeks. And Jules, remember on this show, man, during the pandemic, we talked about how the mayor here in Chicago was concerned about the kids not getting right. access to breakfast and lunch because right. schools were, you know, everything was going remote. And they still had to figure out a way to make sure parents could come pick up breakfast and lunch for the students. And remember how you and I were just like, man, that is sad. That like they were so worried about the kids not being able to have access to the food. So now, if these vouchers and these waivers aren't extended, you know that's going to be 10 million children that are not going to be able to have access to lunch. That's 10 million children. So that's why I'm looking at this question or the fair or foul we got from somebody like Antonio Brown, who's rich, and you sit over here worried about what another man is doing. Well, listen, here's a problem that's coming up with these kids ain't going to have access to lunch, A.B. Mm-hmm. There you What's go. What's up? Right. Right. Exactly right. So... So the question about like what can we do to assist? I think Jules brought this point up on a previous episode. Hey, there's so many millionaires and billionaires out here in these companies and these organizations. And I'm just gonna say this to you, you activists out here, you these different people that get in front of the cameras when things are going on in these cities and whatnot. Okay, here's a real problem. You have all these now corporate interests that are now giving money into your organizations and into your charities. 
why don't you work with your partners to set up some sort of funding for these kids to set up something so they can have access to lunch? See, we need to make sure while we have these charities that we're not just enriching ourselves, but we're enriching our communities. See, because there should not be a situation here where you got kids that are in school and they don't have access to lunch. How can you learn on the empty stomach? You can't. <laughs> Shit, I, I get to one o'clock and I ain't had lunch, bro. And, it, and I'm like, man, you don't want to be around me if I ain't had no damn food now. Our babies, man, they shouldn't be at school not with access to lunch. I blame our Congress. I blame Joe Biden. Shit, I blame us. Because... We got to stop putting these people in office, man. Uh-huh. They don't fucking take care of us and our children. How, 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 you, how you miss out on this? Right. There's no- and it's like, well, who's sitting around in this office saying, oh, okay, we'll agree. Or This shouldn't have to come up. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have to worry about feed school, the free lunch program. It shouldn't, it shouldn't have to be an issue. Government throw away, piss away so much money. I don't know how much money you gave over to Ukraine and Russia and, and Iran to all these other comp- these countries, or you bail out Wall Street, or you bail out the car industries, you bail out everything else. But I mean, come on, this is this eleven billion should be should be a, a, a drop in the hat, right? I <sighs> and that's why I put it on Biden because yeah. when he had that one point five trillion dollar spending bill. How come there was nothing earmarked in there for the school lunch program? Right. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah. So where? So where it go? Oh, went to shit. Went to went to other stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah, because we talked about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just this enrages me, man. I'm I'm sorry, bro. See, I didn't have this, man. When I was in school, my grandmother and my mom they made sure my brother and I had a, a bag lunch to mm-hmm. school every day. But that was a privilege that we had. There was a lot of kids at my grammar school and high and, and in high school because you remember that Jules at high school. There was still kids that was on that reduced lunch program. Right, right, right. You know, hey man, man Prez, man, you brought me back. You know, and so they didn't have that benefit because you and I, you remember that our parents used to give us a little money. We would buy the pizza hut. You know, we 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 had a little bit of more privilege than some of the other people. But the point I'm making here is, we always eat lunch. We was over, right. We wasn't starving. Nobody was starving. Nobody was starving. Right. Once these school waivers pass on June thirtieth, what's going to happen with these kids next fall? I pray that they'll, they'll get it done and get this money so these kids can get some food. I I, I can't see them going up. You can't just picture Biden or his press secretary explain what happened to the eleven billion dollars for these kids to eat. Ooh, we come on, just. Get it together. Get it right, people. Let's get it mm-hmm. together, man. Because th- this this shouldn't have to. This shouldn't have to be. We shouldn't have to ask to answer this question. This, this shouldn't have to be a. This shouldn't have to be a concern. No, it's supposed to be taken care of. And like I said, to the point I made earlier, man. Anybody that's listening to this show, if you guys have any sort of um, relationships with some of these community organizers, talk to them. Tell them to use their privilege. Tell them to use their relationships. Like, we have to do more. We have to talk about this situation. We got to p- apply pressure. Our children should not go hungry. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. Should not, this should never happen. And no. Jules, I agree with you. We should even have to be answering questions like this. Mm-mm. In this country, we got millionaires, bro. Right. <laughs> right. Like, you and I personally know millionaires. We should never be in a situation like this. Jules we, got we- a lake house, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> I can throw a little. I, I can throw a little coin over there, man. I can throw a little something over there. 
Well, you do your part, but my point is, man, we we're in a country right. of, of of we have beings. So it's like, come on, you know what I mean? Right. I we we before we got on the show, prayers we talked about how you know the the, the uh, owner of Walmart bought uh, the Broncos. Well, how many billion? Four four billion, four point some billion. See what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, four point some billion. Wow. And I'm not trying to just say that this is all on people to have right. money and stuff like right. that, but come on, man. <laughs> we could do something. We could figure something out. And for these billionaires, hey, that's a tax write-off for y'all. Yeah, dropping the hat, man. Pass that pass the collection plate around. <laughs> man, for real. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man, Jules. We just gotta do better. That's all. We gotta do better. Mm-hmm. All right. So the next mailbag question comes over from Eric from Grand Rapids, Michigan. And this one kind of cracked me up, Jules, when it came across to us. He said, why did women listen to Steve Harvey shit <laughs> advice back in the day? <laughs> that's because that's because Steve Harvey wrote the wrote the man code and gave it to the women. <laughs> or did he though really? I, 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 I never I never I never read, read the book. Yeah, I hope not, because I, I never read the book, but he wrote what thing like a man, right? Yeah. So what, what was it called? Act like a woman, think like act a like man. A, you're right, right, right. There you go. Mm-hmm. Act like a woman, but think like a man. And I guess the pop the the movie aspect of it probably would transcend everything because now Steve is like Steve is hot far as the motivational speaking and and, and giving advice to women. They just flock to this dude like he like he like he like the shit like male Oprah or something. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's but I think that's what I, I me personally, I think that's what happened. That that's what tri- which kind of transcend uh, Steve Harvey with that movie, and and he had his show, and he always have, uh, you know, the audience ask questions, and he be answer them, and they just love it. So I, I guess he know what he talk about. I guess I don't know. I don't know, man. Because <laughs> I'm like, man, who is Steve Harvey to talk, man? This motherfucker been married multiple times, right? So it's right. Like, and again. And we all we we all have our things, right? Mm-hmm. Listen, I ain't standing no pool pit trying to teach women how to, <laughs> how, to, how, to how to solve this problem. But listen, Jules, some things are just going to always be an issue. Mm-hmm. And when you have two sexes, we don't think alike, you know. And so, men, we are the way that we are. Women are the way that they are. And so, Steve Harvey, you ain't had no secret formula to no success because if you had it, you'd have used it in your own personal life. Ooh. Trying to help these women. How come you didn't help the mm. ones you was with? Mm. They didn't read the book, apparently. <laughs> Told y'all I was on one today. <laughs> I'm think like a man. Yeah. <laughs> I think my thing is this. It's just like when we talked about Kevin Samuels, Jules. Okay, right. The YouTuber. I'm all for people that want to try to have a dialogue and a conversation. That's cool. But I feel like Steve, in a way, though, man, he kind of was trying to position himself like he was like all knowing. And I'm sitting up here like, Steve, relax. You know what I mean? You're a comedian. You ain't no mm-hmm. relationship guru. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, because he said, uh, I think on one of his interviews, he he didn't go to school for this or anything like that. Right. Um, so, uh... <laughs> one of the things too, because this was I remember back in the day, man. This because it was like maybe like 2010. That's a long time ago. I remember women was like, "Oh, I'm buying this book, so because I'm gonna try to figure my man out." And I'm sitting up here like, "How you how you how, how you gonna figure your man out with some book written by a comedian? <laughs> he don't know your man." Mm. <laughs> I 
I bet you, man, there ain't, ain't going to be nothing in that book that's going to help him <laughs> his ass up. He needs to get a job. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of times, though, what, what Steve was trying to tell these women was like, all right, you know, uh, I can't get my man to reciprocate. I'm doing this and I'm doing that, and he's not doing things in return. And Steve would try to tell him, like, well, you know, if the man don't change for you, then it's you because the man is going to change for the right one. And I'm sitting up here like, well, damn, that's kind of crazy. Because I don't necessarily know if that's true, Jules. I don't know if I believe that. I feel like everybody's willing to change. Sometimes it ain't just about the person being the right person. I think sometimes people just ain't ready to change because maybe it's just them. Sometimes people mm. are stubborn. Okay. Yeah, true. Sometimes true. you got to grow. True. Yeah, sometimes you got to grow. got to go through some things. And yeah. Uh-huh. I, I agree with you. Steve, you don't want me, man. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a run for your money now, Uh-oh. man. Start pushing Whoa. back on this little fake advice you're giving to these women. Man, mm-hmm. we need, man. Oh, we, we might have to open up a little section where, where the ladies have to ask prayers. Hey, <laughs> Jules, <laughs> <laughs> you, you might have just stumbled upon some gold right there. You know, the love doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Listen, I, I, I feel like shit. If you, if anybody going to ask me anything, I feel like we got to demand better of our men. I don't think this is all on the women. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. Because what, what I'm seeing out there, oof, it's, 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 it's ugly. Yeah. It's ugly. Some some guys, I, I, I'm sitting up there like, hey, wait a minute. Whoa, we're not built like that, man. We don't handle ourselves like this. Mm-mm. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Let me let me holler at you for a second. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. There'll be plenty of times I'm like, Come on over here. Let me let me let me let me let me lay something down. Let me lay something on you, young blood. Let me lay something. On you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that that's good. I'm glad you do that, man, because they need it, bro. They need oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. So many of them cats out here, they ain't come up how like you came up. See, I and, and and how I came up indirectly. See, I didn't have you know the 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 father or the grandfather in the household, but I had the cats in the neighborhood, man, that would pull me on game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that stuff helped, man. It was a lot of stuff that like still sticks to me to this day. Cats would say, man, open that door for your mom. Open that door for your grandma. Those are like the little things, man. And see, that's what I don't see. I be seeing cats that with their lady. I'm like, why your lady getting that door? I see. that door for her. Right. And at the gas station, the girl pumping, he's sitting in the car on his phone. Yeah. What you doing, sir? I'm like, what is this? (laughs) Listen, pull that car for her. That woman wore them cute-ass shoes for you, and you got her walking across the parking lot. She going to tear her ankle up. Don't pull mm-hmm. that car around, boy. Don't stop playing with me. Before I pull around the car for her. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> right this way. Right this way. Get on here, girl. He's a girl. And it's an SUV now. You got you to you you take a step up. Mm-hmm. I know he, I know he drive a sedan. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, nice. <laughs> nice. Ass press. Ass press. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You got me acting silly, Jules. Mm. All right, man. <laughs> our, la- our last mailbag question comes over from Rashid from Jasper, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And he wants to know Did you guys agree with Ryan Clark's comments that Chris Brown is a better performer than Michael Jackson? Hell no. <laughs> Rashid, Chris I got a foul for you asking this goddamn right. question, sir. <laughs> Hell no. If it wasn't, I'll say this. If it wasn't for Mike, there ain't no Chris Brown. That's all I'm going to say. 
It was it ain't gonna be no Usher, no Genuine, or anybody else. Cause Mike was out there doing the thing when he was four. You know, so how what he say? Chris Brown. Now Chris Brown is talented now. Oh, he dope. But he did even Chris Brown pay homage and and, and, and respected Mike. Mike was Mike was a truly a pure entertainer, like mm, Sammy Davis. Mm. That dude was an entertainer, man. And not taking anything away from Chris Brown, but no. you put Mike and Chris Brown. Oh man, come on. That if the question was if if Ryan Clark's comments was who did it the batter girls, then I got to go Chris Brown because he had Rihanna. Oh well, yeah, well yeah. You know, because Michael, you had Lisa Marie Presley. Yeah, know, she Mike. was royalty, but nah, I ain't no Rihanna. Yeah, though. yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no. But your comments is about who was a better performer. Come on now, Ryan. Stop it. Now, I, listen, Jules. I don't want to kill the man too much because everybody's right, entitled right. to an opinion, right? True, true. However, some shit you just should not, you know, some shit you just keep to yourself. Because what the hell was he even talking about? What was his point? What was he trying to even do? I'm sure Chris Brown was probably like, man, why are you bringing me up into this, man? No. Chris no, Brown will be like, I'm trying to mind my business. You're not you bringing me into the, your nonsense. <laughs> man, how old is uh, Ryan Clark? He, he, he got some age on him. Yeah, he, he so our he, age. Yeah, so he know better. Right, than. Age, at least. Yeah, he know better. Well, he he should know better. <laughs> Listen, okay, Jules, not that I even need to break this down to people. Mm-hmm. But anybody that hasn't seen Michael Jackson when he performed at the Grammys, this was like in the late 80s. If y'all didn't see that performance, you can go on YouTube and you can find it. That was probably one of the best performances I ever seen somebody do ever. He did that shit in the war show. That's that's that is the discussion right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just look at the 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 all the because I'm picturing all the the videos and the songs Mike was doing and the choreography, yeah, and the messaging and, and it's like the movement, not only his movement but the the the, the dancers around him mm-hmm. was a man, come on, Mike 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 had people crying on his. I mean, bro, he would just walk on stage and chicks they they falling out. Come on. Ain't nobody. Chris Brown ain't never did that. If they fell out, it's probably because of him. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you well, yeah, he had, he had a couple of, he had some a couple shit. incidents. Yeah, yeah, yeah some shit. Oh, man. But to your point, though, I mean, dude, you talked about it on the show probably last season. You talked about the Earth song. Mm-hmm. Mike did that. That's mm-hmm. such a beautiful song. Thriller. He made Thriller, y'all. Jules and I, we talk about that all the time. He made Thriller. Enough said, right? Yeah, enough said. He made Thriller. So Ryan Clark, you foul. Rasheed, sorry for calling you foul, but come on, man. <laughs> so Rasheed foul for asking this question. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks, Rasheed. All right, man. So on today's episode, as Jules mentioned, we want to pull back the curtain on these companies out here, Jules, that they they trying to get the employees to return to the office. They had their little mandates. They were forcing people to get the vaccine, to come back to work. Now it's one of these things. Now we even see it with Elon Musk. He told the employees of Tesla, like, hey, I expect y'all back 40 hours a week in the office or you can resign. 
So we Damn. see a lot of this type of stuff that's coming out right now. So Victor Shit. was like, hey, look, he said, when will companies realize that, man, it's archaic to want to have your employees in the office 40 hours a week? So we're going to pull back the curtain on that. But I thought this was going to be a really good conversation because Jules and I are on two different uh, sides of the coin here. I work in the corporate space. Jules in law enforcement. So Jules, since, I mean, ever since everything <laughs> we knew about COVID, he's been out there in the mix. You know what I'm saying? Been, I've been in the trenches, man. Yeah, while me, I was, I've been in this whole office. <laughs> Hiding, yeah, so, hiding from all y'all. So that's why that's why I was like, when I saw this question, man, I was like, the topic, and I was like, man, good. Y'all get your asses back to work. <laughs> you haters. <laughs> good. You hater. No, put, your no, mask, I mean... put your mask on and drive around the damn streets, Jules. <laughs> but you know what? It's funny how things work. So now here's a conversation like, hey. Somebody can take a look. Hey, since things are done remotely, do we even need to have people come back to work? That's right. Oh, oh, oh in the office, rather. Yeah. So I know some companies have it where maybe two two days out of the week they have to report to the office. Right. I don't see no wrong. I mean, I think that's fair out of, you know, you know. But you know, study comes to find out that people who have who work from home. Are more flexible and they're you know they're, they're, as far as morale they're they're engaging in their work and they and they're happier mm-hmm. you know because there's no pressure no no supervisor on their on on their back you, you know yeah i mean you gotta look at the he or she or whatever the case may be you ain't <laughs> gotta clock in you gotta worry about time you ain't gotta worry about time because you ain't even you can just get up and log on yeah and also too just not to mention the damn gas prices though get dude come on nationally we were five dollars so you're right you brought up a really incredible point there because the company that i work at they moved to a hybrid model in march where they expected everybody to go back into the office twice a week which now has now been reduced to one day a week so it's one of those things that you're right in theory that probably doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal but you brought up some really good points that i think a lot of people agree with what people have shown in the last couple of years why i work in remote is that the job can still be done mm-hmm in fact, people are probably more productive because when people are going into the office, Jules, five days a week, what was it? You spend the time away from your household. You had things around your house that weren't getting done because you're at work, right? Now sure. people have more of a quality work-life balance because they're at the house, they're spending time with their loved ones, they're getting shit done, and they're getting their job done. And so the best part that you made, you ain't got no manager, no supervisor breathing down your neck. Yeah. And then you know how it is, too. When you got beef with that person, you got to watch it. You got to look at them and, and be around them in the office at home. You got to deal with that shit. Mm-mm. And, you get, and another plus thing, Prez, you ain't got to worry about what I'm wearing to the office. Yeah, you ain't was. You ain't got to spend money on clothes if you have to wear suits or a nice, you know, uh, dress or, or whatever, pencil dress, or whatever, you know, whatever, corporate wear, what you wear. I'm not, you know, not sure if you always have to wear a shirt and tie, but, you know, you don't get to spend like, extra money on it. casual now. Yeah, casual, right. okay. You're right. You ain't got to worry about that because look, I, my, my outfit be t-shirt and shorts. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah. So, there's a whole lot of perks on uh, you know what I'm saying, working from home. I wish I could work from home. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that would work. Yeah. Unless, I, unless, I, unless you was on a desk job there with the with the CPD. Right. Yeah. Because would they do that for them? No, they could no, they check in. They oh, come in. damn. 
the whole time they've been yeah. coming in? Oh, yeah. No, they coming in, man. <laughs> wow. So they don't play around with y'all. <laughs> uh, they, oh, Lori, cracking the rip on us. <laughs> so do you know if it was like that for City Hall employees? Were they coming in, too? Man, that is a good question. You know what? No, because they was got to be working remotely from home, too, because they was closed for a That's little bit. That's what I thought. They, they was were. closed because yeah. we wasn't having court or anything. So, right. A lot of things was done over the phone or online. So, so let me ask you this question, Jules, because when, when I brought up the Elon Musk situ, uh the Elon Musk comments that he made, basically about people either showing up for 40 hours a week or, or they lose their jobs. No, that's rough. That's a rough comment. So yeah. my whole thing is, when you look at a comment like that, like, and even though you, I know you're not in the corporate space, but to you, what if, what, if you were an employee at a, at a company like Tesla and your founder or your CEO had like viewpoints like that, how would that make you feel as an employee? I'd be like, the hell with you, man. <laughs> I, it's easy for him sitting up there and saying that stuff. He worth over a hundred something uh, uh, billion dollars, right? Right. I'm sitting here making peanuts. And you living, uh, going up the back to the moon and back and forth all the damn time. And you talking about <laughs> if I don't come to, come, come in for 40 hours, I'm going to lose my job. God damn, bro. <laughs> like, man. He's like, that's kind of rough. Yeah. I mean, it's, it goes to show you how, how insensitive and out of touch he is. Now, I don't know the man. That man do it. He do great things as far as the technological, bro. I mean, hell, send somebody, send somebody on the moon in, in 15 seconds and back, man, or out of space in 15 seconds and back, and Tesla and the solar panels and electric cars. I mean, my man doing his thing. But come on, bro. You know. And I was, if- I was, I would say this, though, Jules. Now, one point I want to make to people, because there's a lot of people out there that feel like, well, we got to get people back to work or we're not going to have or so we don't have all these shortages and things like that that are out there. So I think in one essence, when Elon Musk is telling his people that they need to get back to work, I think I agree if it comes to his factory workers, the people that are manufacturing the products. Uh-huh. But if we're talking about people that aren't like factory workers and things of that nature, then, then what are we talking about? And plus also, it's, 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 plus it's also how you say it too. That's it's true. A, it's also the delivery. You always say that, Jules. It's delivery. I mean, I can roll with you. If you say, hey, man, guys, we need you in the office because such as this or this or we can do you know, things that we can't do on remotely. Oh, okay, I'm now, I'm with you. But say, like, hey, man, I need you in here or, you, or, or you're fired. God, oh, man, all right, I'll be there. But, man, you could have at least say, please. <laughs> you know, so. And you know what, one thing that I wanted to bring up, and this is something that I've even heard in my own company, and I feel like that's what these companies, mm. they need to change their thinking. They all try to say, oh, well, we need to have everybody back in the office because we need to collaborate. We need it for teamwork purposes. It's always okay. good to put a, a face out there. And, mm, okay. And, and I'm sitting here like, were well, we collaborating um, at home? Can we like, see each other video? Yeah, on the- exactly. Uh, if I need something, then we can do a breakout real quick. Three of us jump on a little Zoom thing and, and, and figure something out. We can work on a project together. So what collaboration am I not doing now at home that I'm going to magically be able to do so much better by staring somebody in their face? <laughs> no. See, it's bullshit. It's, it's just that it's that it's that weak thinking and, and, and they want to sit here and and it's almost like you're insulting people's intelligence, Jules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You act yeah. like these last two years didn't happen. Like we didn't just do this for two years with no issues. Now I can only speak for where I work, but in my group, we ain't had no problems with this work from home thing. That thing was seamless. 
So yeah, so it goes to show like, okay, we got a good, I mean, for as a company, I'm pretty sure there's some, there's a few companies out there that, okay, you, you have to, you have to come in. Okay. But for the ones that's, man, if you're getting better productivity and people are happier and you're getting the best performance, why, 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 why go against it? You, you know, Jules, I think when it comes down to it, it's an even deeper thing. And I think this is mm. what these employers want. They want control over their people. Oh, okay. okay. Think about it. Mm-hmm. They, they ain't worried about no collaboration and showing your face. They want to be able to say, this person's in the office so I can monitor what the hell they're doing. Let's just call it oh, what it is. Oh, man. They're power drunk. They're drunk of power. Yeah. It's because they got bullied in high school. Damn. Oh, well, you know what, Press? You said that. Because that's only, hey, when you said that, that's only that I can come up with. That, you know, that I can think about. It. You said that. It was like, man, you did open up my world on that one. Like, hey, man, they just want to make sure they, they know who, they remember who the boss is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. All right. We good then. <laughs> we listen. We deal with a little bit of that at my company. And I, and I ain't going to go into too many details about it. But because I know some of the people from the company, they, 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 uh, they listen to the show. Y'all know who I'm talking about. And, this message is, is definitely for that individual. It's, it's, it's one of those things with people, Jules, when they're small, and, and I don't mean a stature, but just mm-hmm, a small right. person, mm-hmm. they get a title about them, and, and they just lose themselves. Oh, and, and that's part of the problem with this culture because people like that, when their employees are, are not in the office, then they're trying to justify their existence. Right, right. Because let's be honest. You don't need all these mid-level managers with people working not in the office. Ooh, so yeah, so certain positions get eliminated. Ooh, see. Okay, certain see? positions get eliminated. Okay, now we 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 on we we pulling back this uh, <laughs> this curtain, this onion, and all this stuff. Hey, cause uh, and also press. Is it more work? I'm, I'm just 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 thinking. Is it more work for the supervisor to get things done remotely? I'm not sure how that works. Like. Man, I'm like shit. I don't know what the list. I I, I be trying to figure out what my supervisor and managers be doing all day. Mm. Everything I be feeling like they be doing is they tracking what we doing. I'm like, man, why don't y'all? What you got going on? What projects you working on? All I be seeing is messages random times a day. You, you know when somebody checking in on you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Motherfucker, you sending me three messages in a day saying how are you doing? Motherfucker, you don't care how I'm doing. You trying to see if I'm gonna respond to this message? But see, they do that to the wrong motherfucker, man. Because I, I won't let, I won't answer that shit. <laughs> <laughs> damn, I ain't step foot in no damn office. Mm. They can have that. I ain't doing the juice. Five dollars a gallon, and I drive an SUV. Mm-mm. And the other car that only takes premium. You no, think I'm right gonna be out. driving forty five miles? Uh, back and forth. I was, yeah, I was about to say, man. Yeah, because you, 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 you driving, you driving uh, lavishly, so you can't put no, no oh, regular in there. Stop it. Yeah, you stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you better stop it, sir. Man. <laughs> but you, 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 you all this. You guys get our point, man. We, we talking about this situation because we want to understand that we know that Prez, yes, he does have privilege. He has not had to go back into the office where there's been people like Jules that have been on the front lines the whole time. And these are the people that what we call the essential workers, right, Jules? The right. essential, essential workforce. Work. Yep. People like my mom, that's a nurse, that were in the trenches, that were out there endangering themselves. My mom was working at a hospital where she was coming in contact with people with COVID, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. These people were working the long hours. So I don't lose sight of that. 
but I also realized that, hey, I chose my profession for a reason. Yeah, so. yes. <laughs> right. I can't knock it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't. Hey, it is what it is. Yeah. And so, <laughs> listen, my situation a little different. And uh, I don't want it to change. And so a lot of me has been kind of pushing back on some of the things that have been kind of coming my way, you know, because I said, look, this job, have I done anything? Has my performance slipped? No. True. In mm-hmm. fact, I'm like, shit, I actually, I bet work on time now because I'm working from home. Shit, you had me coming to that office, bro. I'll be late like a motherfucker, man. Dude, all you have, you ain't even got to, you ain't even got to wash up. Just <laughs> get up. You ain't got to brush teeth, comb no hair. I, well, I'm not sure, you know, if, you're not, if you guys not doing the video, you know, if you just. Yeah, I'll you know. do video every day. It just depends. Okay. okay. Yeah, but I always I, I I like to I like to hit the shower real quick, man. But shit, most of the time, bro, I'm chilling. T-shirt, shorts, chilling. That's nice. And you got your office hook. You you, you oh. made a section in your house as an office, and yeah, you know, you got your your plaques and books and or whatever the case may be, you know, yeah, flags or whatever. Three monitors up. I'm good, man. Yeah, I you know I'm just you know as somebody who's outside, just just you know looking at it and just looking at this question, and I, I mean, if it's if it's if it's not, if it don't if it's not broken, why why you know why fix it? If it's working, cool. I know we came up with prayers. You came up like, hey, that's so they can justify the assistance. Then it's like, wow, okay. Because another than that, <laughs> what what else we have? If you get the productivity, if you're meeting your deadlines and the, and the quotas or whatever the case may be, and 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 and, and all that, you make your money. Then what else is there? Justify the existence, man, dude. That's man. Do you hit it there, man? And, and and that's sad because you have people in this world that that's the way that they think. And for me personally, if I was in mid management and I had a team of people and I had a strong performance team, I would go up to the next level and say, "Look, here, look at my team. This is my team on paper. This is what we do, day in and day out." So I'm not going to go with the whole the shift and the trends that everybody else is making their teams go back in the office. Because what I'm finding, Jules, with people at my company, even though this got rolled out, certain divisions and certain managers is like, I'm not going to have my people go back in the office. I trust my team. They've been doing the job a certain way. So I'm going to let them, I'm going to treat them like adults, right? Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the division I'm I'm in, our person doesn't have that mentality because he's a sheep. And Mm. he's one of those people, again, well, he's trying to justify his existence, so he wants to put out there that, oh, well, I had the option of, you know, you guys not going back into the office, but I decided against it because I think that it's going to be great for collaboration. Well, just because your goofy ass want to go back into the office, don't mean that everybody else want to do that. I'm sorry. Right. Not Let me least. go back into the office. Dude, Jules, I went in the office one day because I had to get a, a laptop charger. I went in there, man. That shit like a fucking uh, cemetery. It was so many empty motherfucking desks in there. I'm like, Ain't nobody coming in this bitch. Mm-mm. Man, it's just, we're at a different times now. Mm-hmm. That worked, you know, it was up and coming with businesses and corporations. You have the business, everybody coming in. And this now with, with COVID and modern technology, where you can get things done uh, via a uh, laptop and Zooms and different type of... of, of yeah, video of, conferences. Yeah, co- conference. I mean... It's just the signs of the time. That's all. Some I'm pretty a lot of a lot of uh, corporation 
can do it that way. And then, and then some, like I say, you, you're going to have to, some, some just have to come in, but uh, probably not for every day, maybe a day or two out of the week or whatever, but it's just a sign of the times where, Hey, you know what, we can get things done and more, more productively on, on the, uh, on, on, uh, from remote. Yeah, exactly. But also too, you know, another thing, Jules, that I don't think a lot of these companies think about since people have been able to work from home, a lot of people have, have not had to send their kids to daycare, right? If they have like little small mm, children. True, true. So now you're gonna force people to go back into the office. Now they gotta go find daycare again. That was the money that they were able to spend. And we know the, the cost of daycare. Astronomical. Man. That's a good point. That's a good point. So prayer, so what we talked about today, look at all the money you save. Saving from daycare, you're saving from lunch, you're saving from gas, you're saving from buying wardrobes. Dude, you 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 pocketed. You good. You coming up. Right. That's you giving your you giving yourself a raise mm-hmm. by working remote. Not to mention in my company, they gave us a little stipend too for working from home to kind of cover your, your oh, internet and you know perfect. all kind of you know different things like that. So yeah, man, it, it's been good. But my thing is, when you try to force people back in, and now the things that you talked about, Jules, all those things go to the wayside. Mm-hmm. And also think about this too. I don't know why people keep forgetting about this part. The exposure to COVID is still there. True. Yeah, they don't you know, talk. They don't talk about it much. But yeah, no. it's still out there. It's still out there. The numbers are going up, Jules. See, one of my buddies that was in the office yesterday told me at one o'clock yesterday they started passing around masks in the office because uh, they got a company email from HR saying all oh, the numbers in Illinois are going up. Now these people got to sit in the office with a damn mask on. What's the goddamn purpose of you being in at work then? You got to wear a mask. I'd rather be at the crib. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because right, yeah, because it kind of slowed down far as the, the news coverage of it. Yep. But it's still it's still out there. Yeah, one of my neighbors down here said she ended up getting it uh, a couple weeks ago. And it's to a point like, like, damn, man, you got like man, you got COVID. Because you, you don't even hear about it, it pretty a lot of times. So it's like, oh man, man, okay, how you doing? And this and that. But now, when this thing first came out, it was COVID every day of the week, every day, twice on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting information and stuff. Now, it's, it's out there. I know the companies, I know the country trying to get things moving and get things back to normal if you, if you can. But yeah, Perez, as you said, man, this thing is still out there. So you, you now there's a, a risk where you can get, in, get infected. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I think that all those things need to be balanced in addition mm-hmm. to all the other things that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Like also, let's not even forget about the fact that you should want in this modern day and age to have a flexible workplace. You should want your people to have the ability to have the option. Give it, give them the option. Hey, if you want to return back to the office, cool, go ahead. But for people right. that don't feel ready, don't force people back in there. Like leave it up to the people. Like what happened to that? People can't make the best decisions for themselves anymore. Just because you employ me that you have to basically tell me what to do and how to live my life? Fuck that. <laughs> no. So that's the way I see it, Jules. No, I get you. I, I, I want your asses back to work anyway. So it's like... I like my, I, <laughs> yeah, I know you. I know you do. Listen, no, I, I like my new co-workers better than old ones anyway. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. They don't bother me. 
He said, don't bother you. <laughs> he said, don't bother you. It's my new co-worker. Ain't nobody around, man. Just, yeah, that's right. It's just me in here. Yeah, I'm just like, Will, remember that episode from Will where everybody was gone? That's me. And I love it. Oh, man. Man, that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I'm, um, but this right here is like something to think about, man. You know, it's something to think about. Like, huh? Do you do we really have to? Do we have to really have to go back into the office? Something right. to think about. And I think it's gonna be really important for these companies to really. I think they. I think this COVID thing, and I, and, I, and I mentioned this to a friend of mine probably like a few weeks ago. I said this whole COVID thing, obviously with people dying, it, it was tough, but. I looked at it like there's so much that we can learn from COVID and how we all adapted. Because mm-hmm. it was kind of a social experiment in a way to me. Because it showed you a lot about human nature and how we all are able to adapt. Because we really adapted to this COVID thing really goddamn quick, didn't we, Jules? Oh, we sure did. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Hey, I ain't never when they shut down the gyms and stuff, yeah, people out there working outside, working out outside. Yep. Yeah, people I'll run. just. We're working, working out in the garages, whatever, right? Make, yep, making home shit, home gyms. You was at, doing that, yeah. A, a buddy of mine had some had some stuff set up at his in his garage. We just used to go over there, and man, we we do one thing about, about human beings, man. We adapt. We sure do. We so adapt. as human beings, we adapt. It's time for employers to adapt. Uh oh, okay. Jules, gonna hit him with that curtain call. Perez, this curtain call goes out to Stuart Butterfield, CEO of Slack. Stuart is using his influence to change the message of employees returning to the office as he feels that the days of nine to five, Monday through Friday are over. Butterfield feels that the autonomy and flexibility that workers got over the last couple of years is going to be very, very difficult to convince them to give up. Stuart Butterfield, President I am pulling back the curtain podcast family. would like to salute and appreciate all your hard work. Hey, Jules, I appreciate that curtain call. Audience, as always, we appreciate your continued support of this platform. We're the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast. Thanks for listening, and we are out.